The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 95, the scariest episode ever. Yeah, five more, and we're at 100. You have to comment on how scary it is. Uh, when this oh, episode so comes scary. out, it's October 30th. It's very nearly Halloween. Ah, uh, and Savannah's unprepared, but she has a shirt that has uh, ribs and a pelvis on it, and she has an Undertaker toy, um, and he's the dead man, and hashtag Halloween. Rest in peace. And you got a skelly boy behind you? Yeah. I got I all do. this distracting shit on my set and this mask that I can't see or hear out of properly. And I'm going to put it on my hat now because I got a bad hair day going on. <laughs> oh, God. It's good to breathe again. My own uh, fumes were making me uh, nauseous <sighs> and dizzy. Gross. Anyways, your disgusting host for the day are Chris and. Definitely Savannah. Hell yes. And you say I'm gross, but then you immediately agree with me. Takes one to know one. And that's why we're 95 episodes in. Damn right. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. You just learned something new about us today that we're absolutely <laughs> disgusting people. Thank you for joining us. We're glad that you're here. Joining us on this spooky episode because it just so happens to be coming out adjacent to Halloween. But then I like how every day after this, it won't matter. And it's just going to be a regular day with us with skeletons all over the place. That's pretty much it. I buy Halloween decorations and I keep them around uh, year round. So the skeleton that is currently hanging behind me, I normally have hanging looking outside my front window. Fantastic. And these two little skeleton guys are usually hanging in my room somewhere. Leather nice. vases on my shelf. Uh, the pumpkin lights and everything else behind me usually go into storage. I love it. I Anyways, love yes. Welcome to the Rate the Record podcast. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today, joining us, and discovering new music if you have heard this, or revisiting music that you do like if you have indeed heard this. So if you like what you see and or hear today, make sure you do one of a bunch of things, if not all the things, to help us along, and that's like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, and follow. All of those things, all six of those things, again, one combination of them or all of them really help us move along in the algorithm uh, over on the social media platforms, YouTube, audio, doesn't really matter where. More eyes and ears on the uh, prize and product, project, whatever you want to call it. That's what's happening, and we need you to do that. So one of those things would be uh, very awesome if you could do that. And one of the places where you – actually, the place where you could do all of those things is ratetherecord.ca because that's where all the streaming links are. That's where all the social media links are where you can follow us and uh, have a good time doing all that kind of crap and everything like that. And also, you can buy merch, request albums, like today's album is going to be a request, and we'll get into that in a moment, but you can do that there. And of course, the RTR Club, five bucks a month if you want bonus content, early access to stuff, you want us to shout you out, uh, review your band's music, all that kind of stuff. By all means, five bucks a month, RTR Club, optional, but it's awesome stuff, and we want you to be part of it. But all of that found at ratetherecord.ca. And one more time, because threes are spooky or something, ratetherecord.ca. Oof. I want. I wanted to say, what was that website again? But I like the spookiness, so we'll keep it at three. Good for I'm, now. But, well, and, and but to our, our Japanese listeners, rate the record.ca because four is a very unlucky number. <laughs> Spooky. 
spooky and dangerous. I believe it's associated with death. So I mean, like oh, that's, what, that's oh. what makes it even spookier. Ooh, Ooh. I, I know it's part of their folklore. I have I don't know too much about it. But anyways, we're not here to talk about Japanese folklore. No, 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 no. Today we have been asked to take a look at an album, and it's the second time, Savannah kind of hinted at this last week, that we've been asked to look at this particular artist, but this time there's a whole different extension to it. So for episode 95, we are looking at Willwood and the Tapeworms and their 2016 album Self-ish. Uh, strange title for that one. It definitely is. Uh, spoiler, I I always say that I like when the first track kind of mirrors the last track and sandwiches the whole album. Well, this album sandwiches with the first and last song title. Very nice. We shall see what I think of the entire album after this. Will Wood is a singer-songwriter, composer, filmmaker, and comedian from New Jersey. He has composed music for the music podcast Camp Here and There and is the co-host of the comedy podcast Life in the World to Come. Will Wood has released four studio albums since 2015 when he started releasing music with his band The Tapeworms, which resulted in two albums with them, one being 2016's Selfish. Luckily for only me, this album does not have a dedicated Wikipedia page. I searched Will Wood Selfish Singles and came up with nothing. Well, looks like we're going in blind. Enjoy your break, all music. You couldn't find reviews or anything? You got to do some I, investigative journalism. I was not taking opinions from Reddit. Uh, all it was was user uh, user reviews, and I didn't feel that I could trust such a myriad of uh, opinions. So I figured that we would go in blind and uh, just share ours. Screw everyone else's. And, and the fact is, outside of this show, I had never heard of, heard of Will Woods. I'm wondering, like, how well-known he is. Obviously, he has quite the following. And uh, yeah. we learned that from last time when we did uh, Will Wood's album, uh, the normal album by request yes. as well. Uh, difference this time, though, is our requester. Uh, we don't know this requester as, as compared yes. to last time. Yes, I, I do wonder if this request stemmed off of the fact that we did the first one. Oh, or very likely. If, or if we just have no idea how popular he really is. Well, then how come I don't hear him literally anywhere else? Like, right? I don't, I don't even <laughs> right see him on TikTok, ever. doesn't pop up on yeah. YouTube. Like, yeah. the only thing I ever hear about anything that happens with Will Wood is because of, like, this show in the comments section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've not heard anything anywhere at all. So, well, I'm just I'm just very slowly pulling up the person who requested that you think I'd have this prepared, but obviously <laughs> not. I, I don't do that kind of stuff. The person who requested this album, by the way, this was this. We got this request back in season four, and there is another season four request coming up a little later on, like in a few weeks, I think, like that. Uh, and the reason why we haven't done it in so long is because we usually have to give like a six month minimum window to doing yes. a band again. Uh, so just because of that, it's been so long. So don't worry, we haven't ignored either one of you, and especially uh, to you who requested the album. I got to make sure I can say their name or not. Uh, Liam Johansson. Who nice. requested this Will Wood album? Uh, we have not forgotten you, and I've been a very aware of your request for a long time. Just had to wait, but here it is. Today's the big now. day. Yes, we're here now. Oh, and one thing uh, you you didn't let me do before you jumped into the Will Wood thing there was uh, telling people what we do on this podcast because they'll figure it out. Ninety five episodes. Go listen to ninety four. Ninety five on. You know what? 
to figure it out. We write the record. It's in the name. If you've been here before, you know Savannah's a bitch. But if not, Savannah's a bitch. You're going to learn that very, very quickly. But you know what else we do on the show besides just yell at each other and chew each other's faces off here? What we'll do is each week we do take an album, be completely at random, whatever the hell we want to do, because like that's just what the show is mainly supposed to be based on. We also do requests like today's, and we've done plenty. We've got plenty more coming up. And we uh, do anniversary albums. That's the other thing that we do. Yes, we've done a couple of those, more than a couple of those, and we got plenty more coming too. But regardless, we do take an album. We listen at it at length from front to back. We rank the songs, and then we we rate, rate the, record, the record, guys. We rate the record. It's the name of the show. You know what? I cannot wait until you say, you know what, Svenna, you host. I do, and it'll be a thirty-five minute episode. That's it, start to finish. Yeah, but then you go off brand. It's something completely different. You have to stay on brand. That's how you catch people. Yeah, I will. In 35 minutes. I doubt that very much. It, it'll be a director's cut. Everything you say will just be on the, the cutting room floor. That's it. It'll be. So, Chris, what do you think of the. Okay, now the next song. Ah, I cannot wait. So I'm just kind of looking through the request form here, which you can fill out again at rightthrecker.ca. So that way I can know whether or not you want shout outs and what you want to say about the album in particular. Because when people request the albums, we like to like, we ask them like, you know, tell us your thoughts on the album. Like what, how do you like things? How would you rank songs, write the record, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Um, I won't read the song rankings yet because obviously I'll do that when we do our, um, you know, actual song rankings ourselves. And they said about the album, I like the chaos and the, and it gives me a lot of energy. My favorite song, can't say that out loud. <laughs> so they like the chaos and energy of the album. There you go. That's all I can excellent. say without spoiling anything else. Excellent. Excellent. See, we're professional. This is how well prepared we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you go to RachelRecord.ca and join the RTR Club for $5, we will definitely have the time and means to actually put effort into this. So thank you. I, that just brought up something in my head because I said um, the Rate the Record Club, RTR Club, five bucks a month <laughs> on RateTheRecord.ca. Uh, I do say that we expedite requests. So then that would be like if someone can't, went on, became a member, requested Will Wood again, would we have to like negate our own rule and put it forward in January? <laughs> giving them ideas. If they're paying for it, I mean, we might as well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. There you go. You want to fudge the system and find the loophole? It's literally joining the RTR club. That's how we monetize it, baby. I am terrified of, A, somebody going in and paying for another Weezer, like a new Weezer album. Oh, yeah. One of the season albums. Let's go. Or any Bob Dylan just to watch me squirm. I'll put it on Highway 66 Revisited or whatever the hell it's called. I'll do that myself. No, you won't. You will enjoy my music. Mm-hmm. I will force it down your throat mm-hmm. and ear holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, can die. we have another very uh, enigmatic character to talk about today, <laughs> Will Wood. So, I, I mean, talk about being prepared. We have prepared a review, so let's jump to it now. So, song number one, Self. Okay, so this song is just two and a half minutes of just vocals and piano. Um, right out the gate. I know this entire album is going to be very theatrical and it's a production. And I'm getting that just from his vocals because there's not much to kind of, there's not much here to tell you how the rest of the album is going to go, but just the way he sings, I'm like, I, I'm kind of getting an inkling. 
That's literally among one of my first notes. Right? <laughs> right? So I'll, I'll read it just verbatim since you uh, said it like that. It seems appropriate enough to start with an emotional feeling ballad. There's the sound of a talking audience in the background. So oh, I can only imagine this will feel as theatrical as the previous Willwood album that we did. Yes, I agree 100%. And guess what happened without getting too deep into it? It gets pretty goddamn <laughs> theatrical. <laughs> yes, most certainly. And I, I noted that... Uh, it it definitely feels like an intro only because it is just the piano. It's kind of like um like I, I was sort of visualizing it on a stage, and it kind of feels like you have the spotlight off to the side, and you have someone playing the upright piano, and then that fades out, and then you know the play starts. So it definitely feels like an intro to the album. And uh, I spoiler: the next song is called 2012. And he mentions 2012 in this song. So I do wonder if it's a concept album. Uh, some people on Reddit have said that it is. But again, I don't really know if I want to trust just other people listening to it. So not 100% sure. I, I hint at this throughout the review, but I kind of did my own like little analysis. I'm not going to go song by song and do it. Because yeah. I, but I do know that in the past uh, we've had people say, "Oh, you should have listened to like the lyrics of the Will Wood album because he's got a lot to say," uh, yeah. and that's not even a pun on how wordy this album is either. But um, from what I gather, like a lot of this has to do because apparently in 2012, uh, Will Wood had a like a serious drinking and drug problem, and oh, he had shit. like a lot of unaddressed mental health issues. So just all of that can combine into one toxic ass cocktail. Uh, no pun intended on the alcoholism. Um, so it obviously made for a pretty intense time. So I think a lot of the themes in each song are okay. all revolved around this, especially when he says, I don't remember 2012. Like he said that in the next song, which we'll get to in a minute. He yeah. literally doesn't remember 2012 because of all the problems. And like, it was just yeah. like a daze to him because he was always like intoxicated. Interesting. I did not know that. So that's what I pick up from it. I don't know if it's hundred percent true, but I know the Will Wood thing, like how he was having the problems. Like I know that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the details of it is the part where I'm a little fuzzy on, so I'm not going to bother trying to dig into that too much. Mm -hmm. But uh, back to Self for a minute. Yeah, it is a pretty short track, two and a half minutes. Uh, I, I love that piano, though, like the upright piano, acoustic piano, whatever you want to call it. I love that, like, inviting warm sound that it has. It doesn't sound mm -hmm. like, a, like, a, like a synthesizer or keyboard at all. Like, it actually has that, like, authentic sound. Yeah. Very nice. A really good way of catching me on the first track. And yeah, if if we've learned anything from the last time we listened to Will Wood, uh, his vocal performance is phenomenal. Like he's just all over the goddamn map, as as soft as he oh, wants yeah. to be, as as unhinged and crazy and as loud as he wants to like be. Screaming even. He has like an immense talent. He's not afraid to get zany with it. So it's, it's fascinating to hear him sing. Uh, and so I knew that I was going to be in for something of a treat going forward with that particular like point in mind. Mm hmm. I definitely agree. Um, I do mention his vocals a couple of times going forward. Uh, this song, to be honest, the rest of the album could really go either way from this point. It is seemingly ambiguous, um, but that's all that I have for this one. And actually, fair, I, I will tag on to that point, too, by, by getting into song number two, 2012, because 
my very first note tags along perfectly to what you just said. I said, you ne- you're nearly led to believe that this was going to be another piano driven track and possibly <laughs> even a softer album. But of course that changes very quickly. Yes. I mentioned the calm opening. And then after I'm just like, okay, there's a lot going on here. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. You get this very bouncy jazz setup and everything like that. You get horns, piano, and like even a very specific guitar tone of like overdrive that you hear a lot in certain types of jazz music. So yeah. It has that very jazzy feeling. Uh, it's very livelier than most jazz albums that I'm aware of, although Grant, I've heard some pretty lively ones, but this one's obviously just kind of <laughs> all over the place. I don't even know if this is considered a jazz album, but the setup of it makes it feel like, like a jazz rock style thing. It's a very zany style of it. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Um. So I really like the beginning part. Uh, something breaks or falls and the music stops and he just yells, fuck but it was like it was so on time that it was just it was audibly pleasing and that honestly favorite part of the song (laughs) oh yeah that was probably a very very beginning oh yeah but it just it just adds interest to it it's just something different and i really like that and uh the really sort of I don't know if it's really deep pitch uh singing or just like quick talking but it kind of seems like it would be like a vocal duet with less claypool that's kind of the vibe i was getting just the vocals maybe i wouldn't have picked up on less claypool but I, can, yeah. I see what you're getting at but i would not have chosen less claypool uh does he sing uh winona's big brown beaver is it him sure on does. vocals that's what it reminds you of. That no sort other vocal of like surprise. it's all Les Claypool, no matter what you hear. All of it. Okay. I always thought uh, that maybe the guitarist sang one like a. He does or like very minor backup stuff, but it's he never takes lead ever. ever, oh, ever. Interesting. Well, that's what I was thinking when when I thought that. So, but like I said at the beginning of this, bringing a lot going on: horns, piano, guitar, drums, bass. I would assume, but like through the whole song, and at the end, oh my god, it really comes out. It's just like all of the floodgates are open and go for it. That's it. In a way, this is, it's kind of an overwhelming album. (laughs) And I I feel like I said that in the last review too. I didn't, I didn't go back and launch our last one, but I mean, one thing I know I said for sure uh, is that you have to be in the mood for these kinds of albums. Like this isn't something you just throw on and you just like, this is my day, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like if you're super into Wilwood, then maybe you will. But other than that, like, It is hard for me personally, especially because I've been in like an 80s post-punk mood for like the last like three or four months now. Yeah. So coming into an album like this, like I'm used to this kind of stuff, but it was still like, damn, I got to like get myself into a frame of mind to like get myself through this album because there is, yeah, tons of layers, tons of shit going on. Like, and it's very crazy, very few breathing points. So like you have to like buckle in for everything you get in this one. A hundred percent. And there, so I'm trying to listen to it and it's kind of like, I, I see it like a plate of food where you have like your protein, your carb, your veg, whatever, and you can discern what's what. Uh, this entire album and this song is like one of those KFC famous bowls where you just, you look at it and everything's all mushed together. You have no idea what's going on. I did hear some sort of jamming out guitar that really accentuate the horns because they were sort of playing together on my left side. That was really nice to hear, but everything else is just, it is a wild ride that I could not discern one piece from another. But I think that's actually kind of okay. It is, but as the album goes on, it becomes a little... It's a lot. 
it becomes a lot because and like a note that I do say like later on, but I can say now knowing that it's kind of true going through it. And it's like, this is an extremely wordy album. Like yes. there are times when he feels like he's just trying to write a novel and a song. And it's, it's like, I mean, that's fine, I guess, but that itself becomes distracting. Yeah. Because like with everything going on and then you're just like reading paragraphs as fast as you possibly can. And like, there's not like a lot of repetition aside from hooks. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it's just holy shit. Slow down. <laughs> um, I I do mention this um later on in the review, but it is definitely valid here. I don't think that I am eccentric or quirky enough to listen to this album. It feels very like 2014 hipster, uh, gatekeepy. This is my favorite band. No one else gets to hear this. And now that everyone else is hearing it, it's like this is what you guys were listening to but like i can totally i could totally see it i i wonder if he has like a toxic gatekeeping community i mean we haven't heard from them yet despite the fact yeah. we already released an episode so thank you it's it's hard to say <laughs> yeah if you're here for this episode though and you got some mean things to say i guess we're ready for it please don't yeah yeah we direct you to the comments down downstairs <laughs> yeah th this seems like it would have been one of the like trendy kind of hipster in yeah. type things i get it and i mean i mean like maybe this has the appeal to some the like the younger generation of what like mr bungle does for me you know yeah. like because yeah. that was any crazy but the thing is that was like that that explored more like depth of sound and not just constant insanity yeah so i mean like that was a little easier to tag on to whereas this one like it's kind of like intense just same thing all the way through type deal mm-hmm and I, I only have one one more point. Uh, I also had a hard time remembering 2012. Uh, but to keep the memory alive going forward, uh, I will be listing things that I did in 2012 after every ah, song. You're bringing back your themes, are you? I am. Yes, I am. I feel like, you know what? It's empty without them. Well, the world was supposed to end in 2012, but I mean, yeah. we're still here. So I guess everything is fine. Um, I will say, I obviously won't name names, but I have an uncle who uh, legitimately believed in the whole Planet X thing crashing into Earth. Really? He legitimately 100% without like any, without being facetious at all. He's like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is our last family dinner. And But was he actively preparing for it or was he just all talk? No, I believe he was preparing, but not wow. like not not like not super doomsday preparing, but like because if a planet's gonna crash into hours, like what oh, it do doesn't. You, what do you prepare, prepare for? Your, yeah. your bomb shelter sure is strong. That's is it true. Durable. <laughs> yeah, tell everyone you love them, so when they die too, they'll remember. If I knew that, I'd stand on a cliff with a beer and just watch. It was like, well, at least I get to witness this as my very last thing. That I bet the dinosaurs did the same thing. Oh, probably they're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to, I have three more notes, but the thing is I'm going to just race it now because we've been going yeah. on tangent city here. Uh, first off, the hook's pretty decent. It's not the strongest, but I'm digging what's going on the course. I really like that. Uh, I noticed that they used the Wilhelm scream in this song, but they use multiple sound effects in this whole album. But the Wilhelm scream, I had to point out, and I, I wrote the note, this should be an automatic zero, but I'm a nice guy and I'll keep going because <laughs> fucking don't it, it, even in 2016, do not fucking use the Wilhelm scream. Uh, the noisy bridge with the crazy wailing saxophone was a cool touch. I really liked that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and 
Yeah, as and I, I already kind of mentioned this before, but this song was about him not remembering 2012 because of his addiction, undiagnosed mm-hmm. mental health issues. So you can see where the rest of the album goes, especially kind of like reading into the lyrics a little more. Although yeah. some of them are like, he, he, guy writes metaphors like fucking insanity. Like it's hard to decipher them. So I have to go by like other people's opinions and then yeah. I'll, I'll read their opinions, read the lyrics it. and be like, okay, that kind of makes sense. I see where you're right. coming from. So anything I say might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, uh, I was kind of going through some like, and, and primarily I was going through Reddit posting. So that's pretty much where the opinions and the uh, activity was. And there are people saying like, oh, I thought he was going through this. So this is my interpretation. And someone's like, no, this is mine. And I'm like, all right, as long as one person disagrees with you, I don't know if I can take that as fact. So, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. But when the interpretations can be up in the air, I mean, like, who the hell's right? Mm-hmm. and Who the hell's wrong? Exactly. Especially if the artist won't even say it. Right. Whether or not he does or not. Yeah. I don't know if he has. I haven't seen anything anywhere, but I didn't look too deeply. Yeah. I mean, I Let's move on. Song number three, Cotard Solution, Anata, Duca, and Anika, in parentheses. Do you not want to know what I did in 2012? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, you should have said something. Go ahead. What did you do in 2012? During in, twi- 2012? in 2012, I bought a 2002 Volkswagen Jetta. Now so you're already 10 years off the mark in 2012. Damn right. And... Just to uh, break the fourth wall a little bit, uh, I just redid my test and I can now drive a car again. So I will be getting a car in the next two weeks. Everyone watch out. I'm so excited. <laughs> Especially you, Grandma. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, oh, you're going to be playing a Carmageddon in real life. <laughs> Don't know what it is, but I agree. You might not, In a court of law, that will not hold up well against you. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but I yeah, won't make you or, say the title again. Yeah, I don't have to. Although I will say, um, I had to look into like any meaning behind any of this because it's like, what the hell does any of this title mean? Right. Um, I, I've heard of the Kotar delusion. I've heard of that. And I didn't even uh, piece it two and two together that Cotard's solution would be like a call and answer to that. Because Cotard delusion is when someone believes that they're actually already dead and walking around as a rotting corpse or a ghost. Like they're still among the living and the living can like you, you can see them, interact with them, blah, 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 whatever. They can see you. But like they believe that they're just like a dead, rotting corpse walking around. Like that's why it's called the Cotard delusion. So Cotard solution, I guess, is just the kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek answer to that. And then the three names in parentheses are apparently uh, God, the three elements of life through Buddhism. God, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't write it down either, but it has something to do with Buddhism, I believe. I'm sorry, I am still listening, but this whole like delusion thing, I've never heard of that before. So I, heard I had a long time ago. I, I had to uh type it into Google so I wouldn't forget to look it up. Um, but that is that is wild. Yeah, they believe parts of their body are missing or that they're dead or wow, I the more you know, and I oddly learn a lot from this show. I don't remember um, where I heard that from, but yeah, I yeah. do remember I read it up a long time ago. I forgot the name, so that's why I, I didn't even it didn't even come to me. But I was just like, that has to mean something. Cotard solution. Yeah. And then I found the illusion. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what that is. Interesting. Well, you were you had mentioned uh Buddhism and and that just with the song title. And uh, that was my very first point. I wonder what Buddhism has to do with this album and his life in general. The last, and 
I am going to butcher this because I did not look up a pronunciation. I wanted to see how close I could get it on my own. Uh, the last track had the word Mahaprana Paramita. I, he said it far too fast. I didn't even hear how he pronounced it. But uh, even looking up the meaning of that singular word opened up so much information to the point I had no idea what I was reading. So I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a lot of that kind of like philosophical life stuff going yeah. on this album too, considering this album seems to be like about a loss of self at, for some points and everything like that. So yeah. You know, and Buddhism being about like discovery and everything like that, like self-discovery, self-preservation. So, I mean, like, I I feel like that's probably why he incorporated a lot of the stuff. Like, even that's the parentheses of this song, like the Anat, Dukkha, and Anika, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Our pronunciations suck. Deal with it. Uh, I'll just read this quick little excerpt I found here. The Buddha taught that all phenomena, including thoughts, emotions, and experiences, are marked with three characteristics or three marks of existence impermanence which is anika suffering or dissatisfaction with his dukkha and not self which is anatta so there you go interesting i am non-religious and i Ned, did not know any of that i know that my my uncle is buddhist uh, but i've never asked him because i think i would be just as confused as i am right now but i would have to look him in the eyes and be confused oh we're, yeah we're not sitting here going to break down the religion we have a song to break <laughs> no, down not so at let's all. Just, i just i wanted to give background on the title so now we can talk yeah. about the actual song no ah, that was my first point so you're well cool, i was all gassy and that's why i tried to give you the floor to talk for at least two seconds i don't know um, it, it, I thought it was nice to have like the piano to kind of ground us out again, because again, with how like nonstop this album is, it's nice to have, but it threw us right back into the hyperactive nature of the album, like very, very quickly. So, I mean, again, as I said before, there's very few breathing points in this album. So you got to take advantage of them when you get them. Um, at this point, I said it's possibly too early to say, but this is one of the more unhinged vocal performances, at least so far on the album. Uh, I didn't note that going forward again, but I'm pretty sure there are more unhinged ones too. But yeah, this one, he's just kind of like almost kind of growling like this while he's singing and just like yeah. just pushing it as much as he can. I can imagine his face beat red and like him sweating while he's performing this just because he's pushing so hard to get that strain on his voice. Yeah. So like, you I don't know. like, like an just... angry Muppet with that voice. Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Or um, I... Oh my god, it's been a while since I've seen Monsters Inc., but that uh, that old gravelly voiced woman. I've never seen Monsters Inc. Uh, I'm I'm very well aware of the memes, but I've never seen the yeah. movie. Ah, uh, that's what it. My recollection is what she sounds like. So that's what I pictured. Um, I I love the seemingly unnecessary screaming, whether it's sound bites, real, whatever. It's just it catches me off guard, and I actually like the fact that I'm getting something seemingly new. Uh, there are parts that sound like Billy Talent vocals. It might be the sort of strained voice and the background vocal combo that kind of gave me that. There are little spurts of it. I actually enjoyed it. Sounded good. Um, and uh, reviews for this album note the clever lyrics. Uh, but I don't know if it's just me, but is it just hard to understand some of these lyrics without reading them? Because he sings so fast or so like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of times that if I'm not looking at the lyrics, I have no fucking idea what he's saying. Well, because a lot of them are just like tongue in cheek puns and they might be clever, yeah. but sometimes I think it just goes a little overboard. It's just like, okay, guy, calm down. Like there's clever and then there's just trying to be too clever that's like cue the clever girl meme from fucking jurassic oh, park God. yeah 
but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I do like his voice. Uh, the The lyrics can be a little much sometimes, just because again, it's like storybook, and there's again like a lot of tongue and cheek and pun and stuff. But yeah. at least with the vocal performance, it feels like great character work, and it definitely helps drive the narrative of the songs home. Because, like, obviously, it's someone who's not at their best mentally at this point. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the idea that you're getting. So the fact that you get these unhinged vocal performances kind of helps that idea. So I appreciate that much. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, there are parts in this album that I like the vocals a little bit more than others. Um, but aside from uh, my daily doings of 2012, uh, that's it for me for this song. You didn't do anything else in 2012? Oh, no, no. I thought that you may have more for the song. Oh, um, I do. I do. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, th- I thought you were just going to like shoot it out right there. No, no. Um, wait till you're done. Yeah, I, I don't really have like a ton to say. Uh, one of my big, biggest gripes of the song was the uh, the vocal mixing uh, in the chorus felt a little weak to me. Yeah. Uh, like everything in the chorus feels strong and prominent. It's fine. The production overall in this album is pretty damn good. Uh, but the vocals felt like pushed back and it was like hard to pull them out sometimes. So like I don't know. It just it felt like they were push, purposely pushing it all the way to the back. So it's like, and then you have like all the instruments here. Yeah. So like it just gets like a little harder to like discern. Uh, and like it happened at a couple points in the track too, not just the chorus. So I'm wondering what happened there with the production. If it was on purpose, I can't figure out mm-hmm. why. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then my other note was just about the lyrics themselves and what they're about. But we already been over that, so I'm good. For the uh, for the vocal mixing, does it sound like that he's moving away from the mic in a dramatic fashion, or does it sound like he's far away for the entire time? Because well, no, I don't think I caught that. The weirdest part is, it, it, well, I, I guess far away if you want to call it that. But the thing is, you can tell that he was in front of the mic recording like normal, but then like it's just kind of like they slid the slider down on his voice. Oh, so you could tell it was up. on the. Okay. So like he's singing behind everything rather than in front of everything, being the front man, the singer. You're supposed to be in yeah, the front. Yeah. Like in stylistically, you can put yourself in the back and bury yourself in the mix. And that works depending on what you're doing. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know why they were doing it here. So I was just yeah. like a little thrown off. Fair enough. I think I maybe I didn't notice because everything else was so loud all of the time that I was just like, eh, it's just the way it is. Well, and I, I guess also a little uh, fourth wall too is uh, like uh, we we skipped a week of recording because Savannah was sick, uh, so that that kind of gave extra time to listen to the album. Yeah, uh, and so like I was listening to it for, uh, quite a few times, and just like every time I came back to it, like I, I didn't notice that first, but the more I listened to this song, I was like, yeah, the vocals are a little further back. So I actually had to go in and add that note later type thing. I was oh, just, interesting. Like, like I didn't notice that, especially wearing headphones. It's like it just feels a little yeah. more buried i don't know maybe it's just me maybe i'm just stupid i don't know but i mean yes i am but maybe i'm stupid than i thought well you don't need me to confirm that um so for uh my my day in 2012 uh my oldest cat turned one year old happy birthday baby quite literally yeah. baby you're one years old hell yeah she is now 12 what an old lady in cat years at the very least most certainly. It's so weird to say that 12 is old. Right? And I'm just hope uh my family cat uh lived till she was 17, so I'm just hoping that she beats that record. Uh but who knows? She's the first pet that I've had to myself and I don't know if I can experience that heartbreak. Unfortunately, you will have to. One I know. It's, it's the harsh reality of owning pets, having kids, any but anything or anyone. It is scary, very scary. It is absolutely. I've I've had that happen a few times, not cool. Mm. Alrighty then, we'll move. Oh, God, fuck, damn it. 
And I have a right? note, I have a note <laughs> about the titles too, so don't worry okay. about that. Okay. Song number four. Mr. Capgrass encounters a secondhand vanity. Tulpamancer's prosopagnosia paradil. I'm just going dyslexic now. Oh, pareidolia. Pareidolia, parentheses, as a direct result of trauma from fusiform gyrus, gyrus, I don't even fucking care, fuck these titles. I think, and I'm looking it up just to make sure, I think pareidolia, dolia, is seeing faces and stuff. Yeah. But th this is, uh, this is too much. But that's all I know. Yeah. The song titles, like, I'm so glad this era uh like of of long stupid sentence long song titles are over like that was like an uh, like a 2010 thing like like we're talking panic at the disco fallout boy fallout type boy. shit yeah 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 like it, it was a short-lived thing and it's annoying as all hell and so by the way when we get to the screen where i'm ranking the songs i'm not writing out the whole fucking thing i'm, <laughs> I'm writing like, it's gonna be like mr capgrass for this song and that's it, it. Yeah. like nothing else like i i've never been a fan of long song titles i, I think they're just like it's this is a joke and it makes me take the track less serious with that said yeah. though it did not dox the score i judged the song not the title i just hate the title yeah well you're allowed to judge a book by its cover but still enjoy the book so yeah like any of those fabio books it's like get off my cover <laughs> but, <I'm, laughs> but this this is such a steamy romance though <laughs> I'm really I'm really glad that you're just you're you're letting it out now. You're letting it out to to everybody. Yeah, I mean I mean I might as well, right? <laughs> but uh did the closet doors just open? No, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, highly doubtful. Um yeah, with this one, like the energy hasn't stopped once again, so we're still like full throttle on this. This feels like and this could probably be probably be a um a note for the entire album. It could benefit from one of those brief quiet moments like going into each song or at least every other song yeah because like kind of like they do in a play how you mentioned earlier how like you got the piano off the side with the one light yeah and then the play fades back in because of how crazy this album goes and because it already feels like a stage play as it is it would have been cool if you had that like every other song kind of like this little, little tiny quiet piano part maybe with a bit of vocal just to kind of like transition you into the next piece you know like yep and I think this could have worked here. It could have worked in so many other tracks on the album too, but this is the first time I noted it. Uh, I I wrote, this song is the friend with way too much energy trying to get you to cheer up when it's obvious you don't want to. So you're like, I just, I just want to sit down. They're like, come on and dance. You're like, I swear to God, I'm not taking you anywhere. Um, this is the song where I said, I am definitely not quirky enough for this album. Um, it's just, Everything is just too much for me. Um, and the intro singing kind of sounds like a Transylvanian vampire. Maybe so. That's definitely what I got from that. Or the Sesame Street count. So if I remember correctly from reading, because I didn't write this note down, because I actually wrote, I read this shortly before we started recording. Uh Capgrass delusion as well, another delusion to talk about. Definitely. If I can remember correctly. It is a delusion where you believe that you or someone you know or someone you love has been replaced by something or someone else. So like they're yes. an imposter. Uh, so that would maybe maybe sounding like the vampire thing is just this whole idea of oh. like, oh, some, am I someone else? Am I even me anymore? Because that's a big question that comes up a lot in this album, even in like the first song of like, if I if I change, am I still me or something along the lines yeah. of that? So maybe that's playing into it. 
and the whole seeing faces and things. So maybe that's also kind of a, mm. another pointer on that. You know, for me, sometimes like, y- you know, not everybody is free from any sort of mental illness, right? So even if you just have sort of a lesser degree than someone else, you still have it. But you think about it and you're like, oh my God, what I have is terrible and is ruining my life. And while valid, it is ruining your life. I had no idea of these other things that other people actually go through. And I honestly would lose my mind and not in just a metaphorical way. I would just, I would go completely crazy if I looked at someone I loved and thought that they were like somebody else in familiar skin. That is terrifying to think about. And if he ever went through that and is writing this from experience or experience of someone he knows, I am so sorry that happens. Like that is terrifying. Yeah. Like what if you woke up tomorrow and then you just looked at your partner and just like, you're not, you're not him. And you're, and you convince yourself that that is the truth. That and he's just so sitting there like, freaky. I'm what now? I'm not. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. That's so scary. Yes, like, so, I mean, obviously some very heavy topics to go through on this album, but what a way to present Uh them, too. Like, just the style of music and everything like that. But, I mean, like, kudos to that, I guess, because it would have been so easy to go, like, the much darker and, like, ambient kind of, like, yeah, brooding, gothic, maybe even industrial route of things, metal, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you went the very zany route. Most certainly, this is... Yeah, I don't know, it's... Sometimes when you know what a song is about and it's so upbeat like that, it's like I'm torn between should I be enjoying this and jumping around because the music's a bop or should I be sitting there while the music is trying to uplift me and I'm thinking deeply about these lyrics and the topic matter. I'm like, I don't know how to feel. It kind of it kind of pulls me to either side. Yeah, that's like like Mr. Bungle. I mean, like. Like we we went through that when we did California. I mean, like where the songs are super fun, but then some of the lyrical content's kind of scary because it's just like, damn, that was yeah. dark. Yeah, and you're like, I wasn't expecting that. Shit. Yeah. So I guess that's just what we're getting here in a different form. Yeah. Uh, the, the course with this one is more or less catchy too. Uh, it, it's fine. Don't really have a problem. But de- it's definitely weaker. Uh, it's a weaker hook, I should say, and like and a presentation as compared to previous tracks, but it's still not necessarily bad. It just yeah. kind of, I do make this note, I think even in the next song that like, it's starting to kind of like feel like an amalgamation of other tracks and a spoiler alert moving forward in the album. I, I do say that many times because I mean, like, listen, the songs are interesting and all, and I do like the way they sound, but just like, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. And because there's so much going on too, like instrumentally, melodically, like vocally, lyrically, like it's, it's so hard to just settle down with it. Cause like, I know anyone could like go back to our episode last week and watch idols and be like, Oh, a lot of those tracks sound similar, but it's like, yeah, but there's a lot more simplistic. So there's a lot more you can just like deal with and just kind of enjoy because you don't have to like pick up on 20 or 30 layers at the same time. Whereas yeah. this one feels like I, I I have to like sink into it to find everything. Like I'm going to go crazy finding everything. So that's what makes it like a, a little less accessible in that term, in that idea. And I quote Savannah 2023. These songs are starting to sound similar enough that I don't really want to keep going. I think I've gotten the gist of it. I am fatigued already. And we're halfway 100%, through the album. 
100% I can agree. Well, at least we're on that note then. Uh, and I, I mean, at that point, we can also move on, but you have to, have to tell me what you did in 2012. In 2012, I was 23 and dropped out of college for the first time. I feel like they're little, little uh, factoids that you would put on the screen under me. <laughs> in, uh, if, in, 1990, if, in 1990, Savannah pooped on the floor. Something stupid. Savannah's first poop was in sometime in November 1988. She can control and it was practically banana paste. (laughs) No, it was golden. It was golden and it is at the Louvre. Sure it is. Sure it is. If if that's what your parents told you, then I uh, shout out to you for buying it all this time. (laughs) I trusted them. You sure did. But what you keep, what you can trust is that we're moving on to the next song now. Uh, another one of these annoyingly long ass titles. Song number five: the song with five names, aka Soapbox Dow, aka Checkmate Atheist, aka Neo Space Government, aka in parentheses, aka you can never know. Okay, so have you ever uh, heard of like registered, um, like purebred animal names, or it's like when you register like kennel club animals? Okay, well, your face is telling me I haven't. So I, I've i known quite a few people who breed dogs and they have to register their purebred animals through like a, I don't know, it's like the American Kennel something. I don't know what it is. But anyways, their names are fucking dumb. And that's what this title reminds me of, where it's like uh, Mr. Snookums of Dutchshire Maggie's Bag of Treats Johnson. It's look it up the way that they do their names. It's like their name. And then it's like the uh, registered breeder and then this. And it's all this huge, long name. But for short, we just call her Maggie. It's like, why do you name them such a long thing if you're just going to shorten it down? And that's kind of what these song titles are reminding me of. It's like so unnecessary because all you're going to do is say, okay, and up next we have the song with five names. Hard stop. The rest of it oh, and trust me, when I do the song <laughs> rankings at the end with the editing screen, I will definitely only say the song with five names. Nothing, not not a letter beyond that. Right? And like, how how long is this song? I think this is the only one I didn't write down. Four twenty-seven. How do you fit five different little parts of a song in four minutes? Like, it didn't it, sound it, like it was parts. You could probably do an entire punk album in four and a half minutes. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, I don't really have a lot of notes for this one either. Oh, I, I did want to say I wanted to go back for a minute there too because um, you, you mentioned like the the weird fucking stupid names. I've been getting uh, videos on my TikTok lately where it's, I, I, it might be like adoption stuff for cats at, at like a uh, like any sort of like rescue thing, but it, it's just the, these cats with like the weirdest names, like li- <laughs> yeah. like litter box destroyer was one of them. <laughs> And like, there's just like a bunch of weird shit like that. And so you're scrolling through and you're laughing at all of them. Oh, I have a ghost in my room. Something just, Uh-oh. I just had something pushed off my fucking table. That is weird. That's the Halloween episode for you. Uh, I don't really believe in ghosts, but I, I always say, if I hear something weird in my house while I'm alone, I would say, please don't make a mess. Do whatever you want. Please don't make a mess. Thank you. Mm. There you go. Like, I, I don't, I don't care if there's a ghost in my house. Cool. I mean, you've been cool for as long as I've been here. So just yeah. don't make please, a mess. Please turn around while I'm getting dressed. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> yeah. And don't be reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> That's funny. 
That is a great callback. That's a Halloween callback too. That's even perfect. That's oh even better. Um, but yeah, as I said, I don't really have many notes for the song. I literally only have two. Uh, I said I appreciate the softer vocals for the most part because obviously it kind of goes back and forth. It's, the whole song doesn't follow that. But it's it's nice to have among all these like way more intense moments. So once again, this is one of the, I wouldn't want to call the song a breathing point, but yeah. it's not as just balls to the wall crazy as the others. So like that, you take what you get. Uh, and melodically, there's plenty I like about the song, but at this point, again, just feels like rehashing old tracks, as I mentioned in the previous ones. So probably hear that once or twice more. So let's just enjoy it. Not a terrible track. Not my favorite on the album, though. Excellent. Now I get to rip through all mine, which isn't that much either. Cool. Uh, this one seems like a slower BPM, but it does just sound the same or it sounds just sounds the same to me with. Oh, OK. My God, my formatting is fucking shit. Uh, this one seems to be a slower BPM, comma, but it just sounds the same to me with the 16th note piano in the horns. I do like the saxophone and vocals at about one minute 45. Uh, it sounds different, so it got my attention enough to write it down. Um, and I am down for the guitar that starts just after three minutes. It doesn't last long, but I'm glad to have something a little different peek in, even for just a little bit. It wasn't really a guitar solo. It was just a guitar feature, um, but I still really liked it because it caught my attention. Uh, very dynamic voice for sure. Um, and on October 14th, 2012, I saw Rush live for the fifth time. All right, all right. Okay. That's pretty close to the day that we're recording this, too. I mean, as close as you're probably going to get in your little factoids section here. So that's not bad. Yes, I think that's the only one that actually has a date attached to it, too. So Wouldn't it have been cool to see Rush on a Halloween show and both Getty and Alex come out wearing Neil Peart masks? <laughs> or, the, or those little small caps that he would wear under his... Oh, all three of them should have come out dressed like Devo, the black outfits with the red hats. That would have been so goddamn cool. Uh, I'm picturing yellow outfits for the uh, ease oh. of visibility, but heck yes. Yeah, heck sure, yes. That, that works too. Yeah, just come out dressed like the. Uh, they can't, but still. <laughs> you should write them and tell them to do that. Hey, I know you guys are planning a reunion. I don't know that, by the way. I know you guys are planning a reunion. So when you do and whatever drummer you choose, can you dress up like Devo? Thank you. Sincerely, some stupid fan. Literally some stupid fan. I will. I, I wouldn't even say my name because I don't want them to know it was me that wrote that. But now I have it on video. So everyone's going to know. And they'll be like, doesn't he know that Neil passed away? And then you say, hand me my shovel. In I'm my going note. in. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is the next song, but I was going to say, uh, what does doesn't matter which drummer they have. They can bring in Meg White for all I care. Oh, hell yeah. I know that was a meme a little while ago. But yeah, song number six, Hand Me My Shovel, I'm Going In. She nailed the transition on that one. For once. For once. It was solid. Take it. Perfect piano bit for Halloween. Seems kind of spooky, kind of eerie, creepy. Uh, then, Okay. So I'm just going to read my first three notes, seeing how they run after each other. Perfect piano bit for Halloween. Oh, we're just doing this ragtime stuff again. Okay. Sorry, Western ragtime. I feel like they could have played all these songs as one full song, and it would have made just as much sense. Like the entire album, just do one side of vinyl, like 2112, and then throw some one-offs on the other side fine this one this whole album is only like 30 something minutes anyways 
and that's why I'm saying like it'd be good at like every couple of songs have one of those quiet piano parts that kind of like transition yeah. to the next part to the next part to the next There's part. There's no like, breathing room at all. That, that's what I'm saying. That's one of like more and more prominent notes on the album. It's just like holy yeah. shit, like settle down. I agree. Um, I thought the galloping rhythm was pretty fun. It comes and goes in the song because like the galloping rhythm's fun, and then like the chorus is like this kind of like dance style of beat and everything like that. So it does change up a lot. Two yeah. very differing styles, but I like the galloping galloping rhythm when that happens. It's fun. Um, I'm just reading this one note to make sure I'm not repeating myself here. Okay, actually, this um this is a note I've mentioned already, and it's about like how the lyrics are just very. This the whole album's very wordy, and he, as yes. I said already, like he writes like novels for songs, and like this is where it really started to dig into me. Obviously, because this is where I made the note about it. <laughs> but it's true though. Like, listen, even if you have a lot to say, that's fine. Because trust me, I've listened to songs that are very wordy, but I mean, it doesn't have to be every single song. Like, yeah. You, if he if he came out with a song that was like three words that's drawn out over six minutes, kind of like you Paul stretch something like a a forty second song over six minutes, I'd yeah. be down for it. I'll take it at this point because then it's just like an atmospheric like fucking Seeger Ross piece or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it it becomes it becomes so distracting with how worried it is, how much is going on in these instrumentals, like. And again, with everything kind of like blending in and sounding kind of the same one after the other in these tracks, it's just like, where, what am I supposed to know what to pick out? What am I supposed to know what to like enjoy out of this anymore? Like I can enjoy what I'm listening to, but like, will I remember to come back to this if I enjoy it? Like I would have to write it down physically or also be like, oh fuck, I have to like go through the album. I think it was around like the the 22 minute point. I'm going to have to scan this area. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I, Yeah. I don't even know if I have anything like to add to that other than just, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, getting a little fatiguing. Going well, thankfully we're almost near now the end. and going forward. Yeah. Um, I only have a couple more notes anyways. Uh, in the middle, it kind of gets a little uh, softer, quieter, if you want to call it that, but it's, I just wrote quite the Matthew Bellamy impression in the middle of the song, just like the way he was doing like the falsetto vocals very softly over top of the piano, everything like that. Sounded very much like a Matthew Bellamy thing to do. Uh, I like the slowdown of that whole portion, but as expected, it was short-lived and just picked back up into insanity again. Uh, the piano work near the end was really well done, too. I really like that. It matches like the slightly darker and slow-paced atmosphere at the end of the track. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. This definitely didn't need to be six minutes long, uh, but at least this one felt a little better than some of the others on the track so far. Or album. Okay. Uh, question for you is Matthew Bellamy in Muse or Arctic Monkeys? Muse, lead singer Muse. Okay, I will never that, that, remember. That's a, that's a recent one we just did, so it shouldn't be too hard to remember. I don't remember a lot of things. I, I don't know my bearings when I'm in a mall, so there's very little that my brain will retain. If you have ID in your pocket, you probably forget your middle name. Yeah. Anyways, let's yes. move along. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what it is. Um, in 2012, my great grandmother passed away. When did my was this around the same time? No, it was earlier. Never mind. I was like, maybe we have something in common, but no, mine was much oh. earlier than that. Yep. Uh, she was the third great grandparent, and uh, the fourth one passed away in 2018. So my a very young family. I was gonna say my my last great grandparent, I believe, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it makes no sense to, that I thought about it because. Uh, I think she passed away in like 2003. Oh, 
And my last grandparent passed away like literally in February this year. But like Shit. the first one, the first one out of four passed away in 97 and between mm-hmm. that and 2023. So it's a very large window of time. It's like my great grandparents, 1998, 1998, 2012, 2018. I'm like, dang. So, dang. Uh, isn't death fun? <laughs> I mean, Will Wood makes it sound fun. Why not? Right. And I'm reading the next the next song title. I'm like, ah, yes, it is. Put your smiles on, kids. Song number seven, Dr. Sunshine is dead. So piano and horns again, but at least it sounds different this time or different enough. Uh, It's seemingly inspired by like Latin music um, and just to completely mirror everything you've said up until now. I'm glad this album is almost over. I need a come down that just isn't here. Yeah, and you really only get it on the final track, too, at this mm. point. Believe it or not, we write our uh, our reviews separately, despite what it might sound like. But the fact that we're both thinking the same thing, and this <laughs> right. happens a lot, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like we text each other. It's like, oh, so what do you think about this song? Like the, he, another fourth wall thing for everybody. Like we actually refuse to talk about the album outside of the show. So like when yeah. we're reviewing an album, we won't even give even each other like a hint or a clue about how we felt about it. It's just like, I think the most it's ever come down to is just like, I think maybe one of us once asked like, oh, what do you think about the album? It's like, we'll find out. Yeah, right. And I'm like, damn it. I need to know if I was too hard on it or not. But normally we're we're pretty on on par with what we think with it. Yeah, it, which is funny because the, the more we go along, the more I realize like I think our our musical preferences, this goes outside of the album selection for the show, but our musical yeah. preferences personally similar but different. I mean, like yeah. we meet in the middle on a couple of things, but then we kind of go in vastly different directions beyond that. Like I think rushes are like our middle point. Yeah. And then from there we just branch <laughs> off in different directions. Yes. So, I mean, like it's so, it's so strange when we come to like something like this, which can be so divisive, but at the same time have like a lot of similar opinions. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's a lot of Svano, how do you like this? This sucks. And oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. Thank God you said that. So it's definitely and different. We've literally had spectrum. both of those things on the same episode before. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. More than once. Um, I only have two more notes for this one, too. Ooh. It's one of the longer ones on the album, too. Five minutes and 24 seconds. But again, we're almost done, anyways. Uh, there's far more intensity in this song, uh, by the way, of like feeling heavier. Uh, not that it makes makes up the entire song, but like this one definitely has some heavier passages to it. So I took mm-hmm. note of that and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I do like that. Um, it, th- there were things I enjoyed about the song. It did feel like an amalgamation of the other songs, though. So that's kind of still kind of the issue here. That yeah. might not even be an issue, as I said, if it weren't so wordy, because again, just there's too much going on at once. So Maybe on a casual listen when I'm not paying attention, just blends in. I don't care where I am. But when I'm critically watching, it's just like, I can't do this. Um, I get in the way the song ends, too. There's like, God, like 40 or 50 seconds of just like fade out to silence type thing. And I get the idea of like drawing up like that long fade out ending uh, mm-hmm. because of like everything this album has been building up to the, this point. But like it was overkill to just get into the final track. Like it was like, yeah. again, 40 to 50 seconds, like, 20 to 30 max but like it's nearly a minute of just like fade out and it's like on just like a piano echo that's all it is not even like a song continuing to fade out it's just like it's a delayed piano and that's fading out for like 
40 seconds like god damn it i think i listened to the 2020 remaster because my time for that was only four minutes and 46 seconds Oh. So maybe they cut that out because I don't recall that at all. Oh, see, uh, I, I, the one I have is five minutes and 24 seconds. So. I, I, I was wondering what that extra 40 seconds was going to be. But I do have a note about the end of the song. Um, it's good, then not so good. Uh, to be honest, I did really like the guitar ring out and piano ending before the singing. It was good. It was a good ending. Then the vocals crushed it dead. It's like it didn't have they didn't have to come back. Just say it before the ring out, let it ring out and you're done. Having it come back is kind of like a, oh, you thought it was over? No, we're going to sing the chorus again. I'm like, no, could we please just not? Thank God they thank God he didn't. Um, but that's what I got from that. Um, again, so dramatic and theatrical. I just don't think that's down my preference alley. I I only like two musicals. One was from 1935. The other one's Aladdin. Everything else, go fuck yourself. Um, and I found it really hard to keep listening to something that just doesn't stand out and catch my attention. I had to play this song like eight times to really pay attention to it. And even then I had to force myself. So I feel like that's kind of an abrasive way of saying what you've already said. Um, and yeah, it's it was okay. Like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Uh, my opinion clearly isn't going to hold back their next release, whatever I think about it, whatever. Um, and that's that's what I thought of that song. Uh, and in 2012, I, I, by 2012, I had stopped smoking cigarettes. Oh, so what, you're th 11 years now. Mm, uh, well, I mean, I think How the last one I in? had... <laughs> Uh, the last one I had, I had a puff of one in like 2016. Uh, that was this no fun. Came out. Uh, yeah, it, a huge head rush did not feel good. But I actually quit, I think, in like 2008. So not too bad. Then why would you say that you quit in 2012? Then you said you quit in 2008. What's the uh, real story here? I said by 2012, I had stopped smoking. Oh, cigarettes. so just like you weren't even like taking the occasional like cigarette every once in a while? No, no, I just qu I quit completely. Uh, but then I had one and then I was like, ew, gross. Um, I'm going to be quite honest with you. While I was trying to write all these things, I realized that everything fun happened to me in 2011 and 2013. <laughs> it was really hard to find things that I did in 2012. And it must have been a really rough year. I don't remember 2012 because I don't think I did anything eventful. I, I had... Um... God, I had a working contract with a CRA as a, like a mailroom clerk and general service technician. So no, I didn't do your fucking taxes. I was just in the mailroom. <laughs> um, God, fuck happened? Oh, uh, I moved out of my parents' house hmm. uh, and I moved into an apartment nice. with my friend, lived there for three years, uh, but then had to move out because like his girlfriend was graduating university and, you know, they were going to start the whole family thing. It's like, well, I don't want to be third wheel. See you later. And also just like yeah. uh, I was struggling financially, too. So I had to make some decisions at that point. 2012 was terrible for everybody. Well, no, 2012 when I moved out. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. 2015 when I was just like, well, I'm hitting rock bottom now. See you later. Right. I'll send you a postcard for what the floor looks like. Yeah, well, uh, that's no good. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, beyond that was a rough few years, but then 2018 rolls around. I think that's when things started to pick back up again. So it was just three years of a pit, but then like uh, things, I mean, look where I am now. I'm good. I, I'm hanging out with skeletons and Leatherface and shit. I got a podcast. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I can't ask for more. Well, you could, but you shouldn't. 
I could ask for Is one it? more song to wrap up the album, which I will. <laughs> song number eight, ish. Uh, ish. So I I didn't actually compare it back to back to the first track, but his vocals do sound a little bit more intense in these ones, uh, or in this one rather. The first song was kind of like an introduction where it's like, it's, I, I kind of liken it to like before a concert and then after the concert, because it's like the whole album, right? So the before, he's showered and he's dressed and he's smelling good and looking good because he just came from the green room, he's doing his thing. And then by now he's been screaming and, you know, flailing around the stage through this entire album. He's probably sweaty and his hair's all flat and his clothes are dark from sweat. And he's just screaming into the mic. It sounds the same as the first track, but different lyrics and same melody. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like bookends the entire album in a more, uh, I don't know, seemingly heartfelt way, I guess. Well, yeah, like I'm glad I kept the intensity uh, in the vocals. Like yeah. it's not like doing that pushing thing again, but it's <laughs> like it's it's yeah, you're right. It is more intense than the first time around. It's literally yeah. just a continuation of reprise of like self, hence self ish. Yeah, I love. Uh, that. You get your passion vocals, nice piano work, good bookend to the album altogether. And yeah, I, I like your idea of this. Like, yeah, you, you come up from the green room, you're looking good, everything like that. Nice sharp wearing a suit and everything like that. Yeah. And at, and like he's, he's posing on stage just like this at the beginning of the show. Nice tie, nice suit, looks clean. At the end of the show, he takes the exact same pose, but like his coat's a little more open, shirt's done up, down yeah. halfway. The, the tie's, tie's gone. Little... You know, it's gone. It's gone at this completely. Point. His hair's okay. messier. His face is red and like shiny. Yeah. And and it's like he's huffing a little bit. Maybe his shoes are undone. Like it, it's it, it's been an intense thirty plus minutes. A hundred percent, what I see. Yes. And then once people are like, because people take the pictures and you can do, oh, this is what he looked like before and after. Oh my god! <laughs> and once the people get their pictures and he doesn't even like wave, he just walks off stage. That's it. It's over. Yeah, that's go it. on court, that's go home. It. We're done. Yep. Um, I I only have uh two more, and then what I did in that year. So. I Go ahead. I, I I had one note oh. that was it because it's there's not much to write about it. Fair. Uh, again, this sounds like an album for 2014 hipsters. I already said that. Uh, please stop requesting Willwood. Uh, and in 20 you know that encourages them. That that's fine. Delinquents. In 2012, I met Slash and got his autograph, which I've talked about before. But that happened in 2012, so that was notable. When did I meet Trent Reznor? Definitely not in 2012. So that's not even the last time I saw him on Inch Nails. Jesus Christ. I can't remember anything besides moving out of my parents' house that happened in 2012. Right? It's like you just black it all out. It's crazy. Might as well. I mean, if I'm not doing anything eventful, then I, it's not like I'm going to look back. Oh, those were some great days. Me sitting around just like, oh, no, I'm falling behind my bills. Like, oh, oh great memory. <laughs> fair. Those are things you don't want to think about. Uh, it. No, actually, there's, there's one story my friend probably wouldn't want me to tell, so I'm not going to. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to wrap it up right there. Boom! We are at the end of Will Wood's uh, Will Wood and the Tapeworms self-ish album. So, hey, thank you very much for hanging out with us and going through the entire album with us. And if you did, make sure you let us know what you thought of it down in the comments below, because we're always curious to know what you think in those comment sections wherever you listen to this thing. So go ahead, let us know, uh, and because obviously we want to hear more. But uh, we're going to hear more from us and from Liam Johansson. Johansson, I don't I, I didn't ask for pronunciations. One of those things I'm not certain, but 
regardless, we're going to hear what he thinks too, because above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, and there's going to be more names, song names to be specific, because obviously now we go from worst to best, least favorite to favorite, not so great to great, whatever you want to classify it is. That's what we have to do now. And thank God it's only 16 numbers I have to deal with. Well, I'll tell you his rankings as we go along because he did the entire album sometimes uh with records in the past sometimes they don't give us rankings sometimes they always give us a few tracks and i'll just tell those yeah. right off the top but this person did all eight in order Excellent. so i will I, it's not going to be canon but for the sake of the request i will listen alongside with ours but not on the editing screen i'm not putting that much work in for myself and and, and the requester name is liam right Liam. Liam. Liam, thank you for following the rules and reading. Thank you. We appreciate it. It helps flesh out the show. Hey, don't thank him too much. He didn't uh, rate the record, you know, the actual title t- title of the podcast. Liam Yoweiner. You failed us, Liam. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for giving us uh, an album to listen to. But speaking of failing us, I mean, we we fail each other a lot. So how many matches oh, do you think we're going to get? We're two weeks in a row now with zero. With Idols, we got there's, nothing. And the one before that, we got there, zero. There's not many here to match on. So I'm going to play it safe and say one. I just want to break the zero match streak. Um, two, I would be happy with. But I'm really more curious to see what your list looks like um but I, i'll just take one i have hope for one i'm looking at one particular song yeah. on my list. i'm just like this could be the one but okay other than that i don't know okay that's yeah it's it's hard especially like well then again we will do albums that have like 16 songs on an entire album and we'll only match one so even song quantity isn't indicative of how many matches we're gonna get I'm just kind of looking ahead here and I can confirm that I have not matched anything with Liam. <laughs> oh shit. I have zero matches with oh, Liam. So if that's any foreboding that sign, makes... well, I mean, that's right. the way it's going to be. Let's see I'm... if you can fix that. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> Liam is more, you and me. But it's even more important if you match with me though. So let's find out that. Happens. Oh, of course. Uh, and again, I'm not reading full song titles. So deal with it. <laughs> song number eight, Mr. Capgrass. Cotard solution. Oh, tart. Number seven, self. Uh, Dr. Sunshine is dead. I, I will let you know also if uh, if you've matched with him at all. So okay. far, no go. Excellent. Number six, ish. I went like right in order there. Uh, number six, Mr. Capgrass. Nope. Capgrass. Cap number five, the song with five names. Number five, ish. Nope. God, how are all three of us fucking this up? Number four, hand me a shovel. I'm going in. Number four, the song with five names. Look at look at this. Oh, the God. show with no matches. Yeah, no shit. I I don't even think it can happen at this point, unless it's here. Song number three, 2012. Number three, self. Fuck. Uh, you matched with Liam though. He Woo! had self at number three. Woo! There, you got at least one. Uh, did I read that right? Yes, I did. Okay, song number two, Dr. Sunshine is Dead. Hand me my shovel, I'm going in. Uh, no, that's it. Number number <laughs> one, number one, Cotard Solution. 2012. <laughs> uh, so 2012 was actually number eight on his list. 
Really? Uh, and I number one. His number one is Mr. Capgrass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll read them. I didn't read them out. My apologies. His number eight, uh, this is from eight to one. 2012-ish, Dr. Sunshine, Hand Me My Shovel, I'm Going In, Cotard Solution, Self, The Song With Five Names, and Mr. Capgrass. So you, you matched Self with him and that was it. Interesting. So my my number eight is his number one. <laughs> That's yeah. And your your number one is his number eight. Yeah, it's just like a big like you could just like connect them from those first and last songs, make a huge long list. Jesus Christ! Well, you know what? We didn't try that hard, and we it shows. We got some <laughs> one offs at the very least, I guess. But yeah, I mean, third show in a row with zero matches. Uh, oh man, that sucks. Uh, one non non canonical match. So there you go. That's something. I think I'll be able to put myself to bed tonight knowing that, at least. Well, I'd, I'm going to be more cozy and comfy when I find out what the rating of the album is. So let's go there now. Swish. Alrighty then, here we are. Album rating screen. Hello again. Oh, isn't it looking fantastic? The A tiers look a little juicy. more full. As juicy as what it is. Thick, juicy, full of moisture. <laughs> it's like the best chicken you could ever cook. Oh, uh, but it's like a, it's like a second-rate chicken, i.e., B-tier <laughs> chicken, i.e. That's what's mainly consisting in this meal. That's it. That's it. It's a lot of white. Up on meat. the B for bread. Anyways, we have to figure out where we're putting this on our tier uh, tier list here. Uh, we would have liked me, Liam. If you're listening to this, uh, where would you put this album? Let's let. Let us know what your rating for the record is. That's the title of the podcast. We got to know this. You went all out with the eight songs, and now we need yeah. to know your rating. I double-checked this form. I didn't see it anywhere, so I don't know. Liam, if you're listening, comments down below. Go go do it, buddy. Yes, please. Yes, please. Very but curious. canonically speaking, where is it going on our list? And uh, Savannah was just about to tell us her score, actually. Oh, of course she was. <laughs> um, now, I rated the last Willwood album at 72.4, and today... We don't stray too far from that. And I'm actually surprised that the score is over 70 at 71.5. Uh, so just a little less, but not as bad. A little less, yeah. Well, while I'm working into my score here, can you look up the score of my previous Willwood thing? Because I don't actually remember what it was and I didn't look it up. And I know you're kind of close to the screen there, too. Let's see. I was I marginally surprised my... by my score on this album. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. You made that really easy for me to find. Uh, 73, even. 73. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So you went down a little bit with your score because yes. this one is 71.5. I went up with my score. Apparently, I had a little bit of fun with this one. This Good. one came out to an even perfectly in the middle 75. Interesting. Okay. And now uh, divide that by two and we get a score of 73.25 in the B minus tier. 73.25 is better than Sloan, but edged out by U2's The Joshua Tree. That's a good pun right there. That's a good U2 pun. Oh right my there. God, I just got that now. <laughs> <laughs> the edge yeah, wins again. Good, good job, Savannah. You did a really good job there. Failed Shit. successfully. You did it. <laughs> no, that's. So 73.25 is our B minus, but like, again, we need to know where, uh, Liam, down in the comments, you're being called out. What is yeah. your score of the album? We need to know. Yes, please. But I mean, where it lies right now, I guess I'm not too shocked. Although again, I, I said, I like this one more than the last one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
it still didn't blow me away. Again, it's still a very overwhelming album that you have to be in the mood for. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever heard. So, I mean, I'll give it that. It is fun. It is a little zany. It's something different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like one of those once in a while, you know what, throw it on, why the fuck not type deals. But, oh boy, if we have to go through another Willwood album, I'm I'm going to like pull my hair out. Not because I don't I, want to, but because like, again, it's just so fucking much. I, I honestly think that the perfect scenario to listen to stuff like this is when you're heavily caffeinated, when it is an, it is nice weather outside, you just throw in your earbuds and you go for a walk, but make sure your stride is the same, like you walk on the downbeat. It's kind of like walking to stay in alive. You know, you just, you do that, it'll put you in a good mood, but if you do it on a cloudy day, it just doesn't do the right, or just doesn't do it. So it has to be the right set of situation or set of you know, things to really get into this album. Cause when you're sitting in your house, staring at your computer, listening to it, you just, you don't get the vibe. You really don't. I was going to say, I, th- I thought you were going to say to like walk on the beat of this music. I was like, that's like a manic power walking. I don't want to do yeah. that. Run. I'm going to get shin splints. Well, you know what? Speaking from someone who's not an old man with shin splints. That's what I would suggest. And Chris is now putting on his plague doctor mask again. I'm sorry, were you saying something? <laughs> I was not, not at all. <laughs> something about being an old man with shin splints. I just wanted to put this on as we get to the end of the podcast. It only wraps up the Halloween episode as perfectly as it possibly can. So, hey, you know what? Thank you very much for tuning in today to today's podcast. The scariest episode we've ever done besides Rage Against Machine last year, which also happened around Halloween. <laughs> yes. Anything? Yeah. No, no, I, I I got nothing. I'm just waiting for you to breathe your own carbon dioxide and pass out so I can close out the show. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. Oh, I, I got and you, you looking at me with that damn mask on is creeping me out like I'm talking to a raven. Well, okay. Let me let me make it scary. I'll turn off some of the lights, I guess, and I can do this and make it a little dark. <laughs> now it looks like someone sepia toned you, and now it's really creepy. Good. I want it to be as scary as absolutely possible. I can't even control my mouth. Where the hell is it? I can't see anything on my screen. Audio listeners, having fun? There you go. I just want to make it a little darker. Anyways, yes, we are at the end of the episode. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today, tuning in, and uh, listening to new music with us, or again, listening to music you've already heard before, because maybe you've heard Will Wood. And if you have, let us know what you think down in the comments below of what you thought about this album. Where would you rank the songs? How would you rate the record? Liam, tell us how you would rate the record. You haven't done that part yet. <laughs> but everyone else can do that, too. And you can do it down in the comments below of where you're listening, because there's comment sections everywhere. And you can go to ratetherecord.ca. Remember all the streaming links, social media links, RTR club merch and requesting an album if you want to be like liam and get your album on the show by all means send in the request but just remember the six month rule so if if you request like idols or carpenter brute uh it's going to be like sometime in 2024 that we get to that it's going to be a while so uh stick with us yeah i feel like i have to yell when i (laughs) put this thing on because like i can barely see out of it and it's hard for me to understand my own words
And if you guys don't understand Chris, um, he said ratetherecord.ca is where you can do all of the fun things. Absolutely. That, it is a very fun website. We've installed some games. They're not working yet, nor are they there, but we've installed them. <laughs> so just hold out for a little yes. while. One day they'll be there. All righty then. Well, I guess we're at the end, so we'll let you go. But just before we do, we like to give you a little sneak preview wink my headphones just fell off <laughs> of what of, of exactly what you could expect next week audio listeners have no idea what's going on i can't see anything but regardless uh so next week i chose an album uh and all i can say about it without giving away too much is that it's another canadian rock band it's a crypto loving dude who wrote a song about a superhero or something i don't know fair um i i would add on to that spoiler but you know what i think that one's i think that's good enough that that that'll give it away just enough yeah i think i already said too much depending on how much people know about canadian rock music which is probably very little so thank goodness but you could have said something along the lines of like oh it's superman's song by crash test dummies and that we're doing crash test dummies next week oh because what if we actually do crash test dummies well it's not next week or maybe it is you don't know wink you camera can't see me winking right now (laughs) anyways we're gonna let you go now so i can take off the stupid mask thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you again next time until then go listen to some awesome music like what would in the tapeworms and we'll see you again real soon take care friends Bye-bye.